ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of That's Entertaining. After possibly, hopefully, resolving some sound issues, uh, I think we are now able to record. Last week, I think the recording came through using my laptop onboard microphone because Macs kind of do what they want sometimes, not what you think that they should do. Anyway, Alex, I, I have something to tell you. I am currently without a phone. My because Fantastic Four was so bad, you smashed it? Yeah, I mean, Dr. Doom came in there, he just grabbed my phone and said, you don't need this. There's only Doom, smash, smash. <laughs> there is no iPhone, there is only no phone. <laughs> um, but no, unfortunately, my phone met an unfortunate end uh, with a curb and is current. it works, but it's shattered the screen uh, on my iPhone 6 Plus. So I have to go up to Naperville tomorrow, uh, and I will be consoling myself with some Lou Malnati's or Giordano's uh, while I'm there bringing that back home. Because, you know, you got to go, if you're going to go to Chicago, especially Naperville, the, the Apple store in Naperville is right across the street from Lou Malnati's. Yeah. So you got to stop. Yeah, it's a wasted trip if you don't. Exactly. It's like, why would you go to Disney World without seeing Mickey, right? Yeah, that's almost impossible to do because like his face is plastered everywhere. But yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> so, um, I it's been difficult, you know, it, not difficult as in, I mean, it's just been odd not having my phone that I can just tweet or check tweets or Facebook or whatever else. Also, it's been eye opening. So it's kind of like you don't realize how attached you are to your devices until you just kind of stop using them for a bit. Mm-hmm. But when you use it, or when you don't consciously decide to stop using them, and it's just, like, forced upon you, it's a little different. Yeah, see, it's funny. Nathan, the other day, he he started off when he came back, right, to work. And mm-hmm. Your phone was cracked. Mm-hmm. And he started off going on this rant about how he feels so liberated, and it feels so nice to just, well, it you know, does. not have a phone. But as time has gone on... It's steadily gotten worse <laughs> to the point that I'm afraid I'm going to walk over to his desk one day and he's going to be sweating, just panting for an iPhone, just some type of smartphone to use. <laughs> well, it may not be sweating or panting from that. It could be all the, the candy that we have around here today, but hopefully yes, if excellent all... excellent idea, by the way. <laughs> if all goes well, I should have my uh, phone replaced or not replaced, repaired tomorrow. But, you know, that's not the entertaining side of things today. Alex, let's, since you weren't here last week, if you want to, give me like a two-minute thoughts on Fantastic Four and whatever else you've been entertained I by recently. two minutes bad. <laughs> Awful. Fair enough. I'm not exactly sure what happened there. I, I, I was, I don't know, maybe I had... I, even if I had low expectations for the movie, I still don't think it would have met well, I don't those think, expectations. I think we were kind of on the same par with that. We both went in there with the lowest of expectations, hoping that we were wrong. But the Lowest of expectations for a Marvel movie? Absolutely. Yeah. It well, right a, Marvel, a Marvel stickered movie, because it had their logo at the top. Right, not an MCU movie. But right. It's a Fox universe, whatever they call it. But still, I mean, you, you look at the name Fantastic Four, right? And $122 million budget, I think. Yeah. You expect something a little bit better than that. You would hope so anyway, right? Actually a lot better than that, but yes. Yeah. 
So, obviously, uh, I'd, I'd not recommend from you. Yeah, and I know this wasn't the reason I wasn't on the podcast last week, but, I mean, I... Well, there was no Alex. There was only Doom. so bad that, that <laughs> I just couldn't talk about it. I, I needed a week to compose my, uh, my thoughts. Well, now you're good. You just, you realize it's bad. And you know what we had to do this week to cleanse our palate? We had to go to the source, to the well that we knew was good. Yep. And Alex recommended, and I had it on my list to do later on in the year, but the first time we meet Indiana Jones in Raiders of the Lost Ark. So it's, uh, we'll be talking about that in a little bit, but have you been entertained by anything else, Alex, this week? Um, video game-wise, I mean, you know, what can I say? Uh, uh, you know, just playing Destiny. I've been playing a lot of Halo Master Chief Collection. It's been a while since I've... You have? Yeah. Um, just some online games, um, going in, just trying to do a campaign real quick if I had time, but it's come a long way since the last time that I actually sat down and tried to work with the game. It's more what I envisioned when it came out, so for everybody out there that, you know, maybe got it in when January when it came out and it was horrific, <laughs> um, it, it might be time to, you know, pop it in for another try. Um, that and I'm um, pretty excited Madden's going to be coming out here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll get the early EA preview access. here in just about what? Six days? It'll be Thursday. Yeah, I can't remember the actual day, but Thursday, is following the release of this podcast. It's five days before the release, right. so theoretically we should, I should be playing Madden next Thursday. We'll have some games, I'm sure. We have to I, play. I just, Madden, it frustrates me because, you know, the NBA game comes out right after, and there's a couple months before their season actually starts. Madden, we, we get to, we, we miss the whole preseason. Before it's actually released. This week we'll have missed two weeks of preseason. My point is, (laughs) they're missing out on some exciting football energy from all their fans. They could capitalize on some of the sales by, you know, releasing it like end of July Mm -hmm. or something like that. So, uh, along with your point, I actually, one of the things I've been playing this week has been Madden. Because okay. of because of the, the, the preseason, you know, I watched the Hall of Fame game, part of it. Yeah. And then... Gotta get your fix. Yeah, you? exactly. Gotta get your football fix. Exactly. And then you see, like, the, you know, in the feeds, the, the NFL stuff starting to kick in again, yeah. and uh, fantasy football talk has started, so I was like, I was I had some Madden fever last night. I know. And so I loaded up Madden, and I played uh, the... I, there was a community file that updated the rosters, so oh, that really? it has all the new rosters, so it has, like, on the Rams, it'll have Nick Foles and Todd Gurley. Nice. So... I played last night against the Raiders, which they're playing tonight. So, uh, you know, preseason, I had to right. do it in Oakland. I did it the way it should be. Rams stomped them, but I don't think that's going to be the, the way. the same thing I do. you got to make it as realistic <laughs> as possible. The only thing not realistic is the score you because the Bears just <laughs> crush whoever I play. <laughs> so, uh, go ahead, continue on. I didn't mean to, to Oh, no, you're there. fine. That's, that's basically it. Um, just looking forward to all the... I, I'm kind of in a video game purgatory right now. Really? Yeah. Self-imposed. Self-imposed, obviously, right? Because I don't enjoy some of the games that everybody else enjoys. Mm -hmm. But I do have a lot of games coming up that I'm going to enjoy. The new sports games that I enjoy are coming out. Um, Battlefront looks really good. They're just, you know, things like that. I mean, I'm probably even going to try Fallout 4. It looks so good. And I know it's not PvP. And you got the new Destiny expansion coming out in mid-September. It's just, it's very exciting. I wanted to get your thoughts, by the way, on sure. the, the recasting of the, the ghost character from Peter Dinklage now to Nolan North. I, what did, did, does, that, does that change your thought of the game one way or another, or does it even matter to you? 
Well, right now it doesn't matter, but that could be because it was so bad. Really? I, I didn't care for the ghost character at all. Um, and to be quite honest, I mean, I don't play PvE enough to actually interact with the ghost right. character, so it doesn't make too much of a difference for me. It's it, it, I don't really care one way or the other. However, if Peter North comes in, or Nolan, Nolan North, North. North, yeah, Peter Dinklage, uh, if Nolan North comes in and does a really good job and, and takes the character to a new level, I, I can only see it going up for me. Right. Um because I mean, as a as a Destiny player, obviously you have your other slots, mm-hmm. and your companion has other slots. So I thought maybe instead of just revoicing the guardian or the you know the ghost the ghost character, why, don't they just why do I know the ghost one? instead of you? <laughs> yeah, like a new and improved ghost, like a bigger ghost, obviously because you know Peter Dinklage. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> saw an opportunity had to go for it, but I don't know. I mean, it doesn't matter one way or the other to me. I'm excited about all the changes that they're making to the actual expansion pack. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, we, we get a lot of people complaining about the fact that it costs $40 and, and they don't need, they don't feel like they need to pay $40 for just a little bit of bonus content. Mm-hmm. But if you actually look at everything that they're adding, it's actually going to be a lot of gameplay. You're definitely going to get 40 hours worth for the $40 that you're paying. At least I will. I mean, I don't know how everybody else feels about it, but, and then you also try to compare, like, you know, Call of Duty is released once a, once a year. Mm-hmm. So this is another $40 a year after the fact. How much does Call of Duty change from year to year? Well, it has a story, I guess. I haven't it, played, it does have like, I haven't story. played Call of Duty in a long time either. I have uh, ghosts that I I got so far in it, and I was just like, I don't even care about what's happening, what's going on. I just don't, right. I don't even play this essentially, anymore. it's the same game. Yeah, they it's pretty exactly. it up. They give you some new weapons, some new maps, but essentially, it's the same game. Yet people don't. I don't see anybody complaining about dishing out sixty dollars for that every year, and then map packs on top of that. Oh yeah. So I'm not sure exactly what the difference is. Both Activision games, aren't they? Yes. Hmm. I see a trend. Right, it's just Destiny's <laughs> more scrutinized for some reason. I don't know. It's just because I don't know. I think it's because it's Bungie. Honestly, I, I honestly think it is because you know there was a lot of buildup for Bungie to that this has become legend and all this other stuff. Yeah, you don't. I mean, you don't become legend at all in the game. I'm I'm still talking to guys that are on Twitter that are always right. playing it, and they're always like, I'm like, how's how's that legend? How, you, you legend yet? <laughs> Well, and, and I don't know if I would have gone with uh, Become Legend right in year one. This is what I always have to remind everybody is that it's a 10-year plan, right? So they're not... Legend about year seven? Is that where it is? I, I mean, you're not going to peak and become legend in year one. You're just, you're just a little guardian starting out, right? You're just going on an adventure. Become guardian. Yeah, become, yeah, explore <laughs> something. I don't know, something different, but I don't know. I There's a lot of... I relate this to TV shows. There's a lot of TV shows out there where I absolutely hated the first season or didn't enjoy it enough. Breaking Bad is a good example. Really? I didn't care too much for the first season. I found it really hard for me to get into it. However, as I went through the whole story and progressed by the end of the TV show, I now consider it one of the best of all time. So. I see. Bungie's not going to show us all the tricks. No one's going to become legend in year one. I think if everybody keeps that in mind, they'll have a different perspective about the game. And as they, they keep listening to their community, which I like, they're making changes according to what the community is saying. There's not many games out there that do that anymore. Well, they've always been, I mean, even with Halo, they were yeah. always paying attention to what the community is saying, the feedback and things like that. Yep. So, so I, I think by the end of its run or, you know, even 
three to four years in, it's going to be pretty awesome. Yeah. I mean, I already think it's a good game. You know, it, it's good enough for me to spend my time on it. I think it's the most competitive multiplayer out there besides, obviously, the old school Halo. It's <laughs> still available on Master Chief Collection. I think it's more skillful. But, um, yeah. Okay, I'm done. That's my Destiny rant for the week. Is that Destiny chat? That's, yeah. <laughs> well, we, we missed you last week, so we had to get a little double dose I this swear, week. swear, so. everybody's going to feel like I just need my own Destiny podcast. Like. <laughs> One of these days. Yeah. So, other things I've been entertained by, as far as games go, because that's really all I've been entertained by is games. I haven't really even been watching any TVs or oh, movies no. or anything, except for Raiders. Yeah. Um, Scream Ride. Have you heard of that game yet? Scream Ride, no. It came out earlier this year on Xbox One. It's an exclusive. Okay. Uh, you basically build roller coasters. I was just going to say, it sounds like a roller coaster. Yeah. Like a roller coaster tycoon game. Kind of. So, it has some of that aspects. So you're there's three things in it. You're a rider, so you you like ride the game or ride the roller coasters, okay. see if you can get the best time and not eject and stuff like that. Uh, there's a destruction mode where you like hurl this ball at stuff to destroy, uh, and then there is the create a track mode. Okay. So there are some pretty cool uh, variations. In it. It's an interesting take on a. So what's the goal? Um, Don't die. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> like I mean, don't die and just you know have fun. That's the yeah. goal. I mean, it's it's really a game that's nice, refreshing, really, because it's not a shooter. It's not you know yeah, anything like that. It's right. not there's no mature content. There's just it's silly. What's the, what's uh, the nice. perspective like when you're a writer and you're trying to ride the roller coaster? Is it like a first person? Kind of like a third person, third person? a little bit. Okay. Um, and it's actually pretty cool because at points when you get in there, like you're going up and down on curves and yeah. stuff. Like the person, because there's four people in the car, the person in the front car will turn around and look at you like, yeah. So like that. I feel like this game would be really good in like a virtual reality setting. Oh, I'm sure it would. You know? Huh. Yeah. yeah. Like, don't throw up. I mean, you would probably yeah. get sick by exactly. dude playing that game. That would be part of the challenge. Though. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> throw up, minus five <laughs> points. Um, it actually, it's funny you mention that because there's three uh, rating uh, areas in the game. Where like one is speed, velocity, like and then nausea or something oh, like that really? for the writers. Was, yes, I was gonna <laughs> say they need to have a character attribute when you're a writer. Mm-hmm. How was, obnoxious you get. Yeah, it was actually pretty funny, uh, but it's it's a fun little game. It's actually currently on sale right now on Xbox Live. Uh, I think it's like thirty or forty bucks maybe on sale. Okay, so. that's a little little pricey for me, but like I don't know, like the silly games, like when they drop to like ten bucks, I'm in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I played Marble Blast Ultra, I think, until my eyes bled. <laughs> it, it was just the most basic game in the world. Mm-hmm. It was just it was just fun to play. So sometimes it's that they're they're a great palate cleanser, yeah, right? Absolutely. I mean it's just you don't wanna do this or that, you just kinda of wanna do something that doesn't take much time that you don't really have to get invested in and right. you just it's simple. Right, and because you're like, if people are like me and you only play a few games, that's why I feel like I'm in video game purgatory because it's, I don't know, some of the games are just hard for me to get into. So I stick with my core two or three and they get old. Yeah. So speaking of core games, you said that you play a little bit of this too, Halo. I've been playing a lot of that recently as far as Have the multiplayer. You? Yeah, we got to um, get together and do some campaign. We do. I, I tried it on Legendary and I was like, whoa, no. <laughs> This isn't working. So. I, I've been looking for you each time I get on there, but you must just get on at different times. Yeah, and usually when I'm on, it's only for like, again, I'm a PvP player, so it's like, I go through the campaign a tiny bit, and like I said, legendary, I die, and then 
Um, just maybe hop into multiplayer match and just be done. But from what I've seen, it's a lot more stable than what it was. Mm-hmm. And it's worked really well for me. I remember myself being a lot better uh, than I am now. Oh yeah, too much I, destiny. I, I remember myself being a lot better too. Like thinking back to I played, you know, Halo the first one, Legendary on Xbox. Yeah. I think I even played through two and three Legendary, but it's harder now. Like on the, on the yeah. the campaign side of things, uh, but even on the PvP side of things, like I'm, I feel myself like it's like riding a bike almost. Mm-hmm. Like I know the the basics, but yeah. I'm getting better as I start to play again. Absolutely. So yeah, and they still have connection issues. A little online. bit here and there, yeah, it depends. Um, also been playing on Windows 10, uh, Age of Empires Castle Siege. Okay. It kind of reminds me of, um, what's that, Clash of Clans, I think? Oh, God, yes, Clash of Clans. A little bit like that, a little bit. Um, I, I'd love to know why everybody is so into that game. I tried I don't know. it, I couldn't, couldn't do it. Yeah, I, I couldn't do it either. And it's Age of Empires Siege, I've played it maybe for at most an hour and I think I'm done. I it's... did download a new Star Wars game on my phone. I don't know if it's new, but it's called The Force Collection. Have you ever heard of it? I've heard of it. I'm not... I, I can't remember exactly what it is. The mobile stuff kind of gets lost in the shuffle for me sometimes. Yeah, and it took, like, literally, like, a good 15 minutes for me to actually boot this up. Because <laughs> it had to do some updates and everything. And then by See, the I would have been out done, at that point. I had to go. So... I would have been done. Like, I would have deleted it. But it's like a it's like a trading card game. It looks like for Star Wars. Like, almost like... Magic, kind of, but Star Wars. So interesting. I don't know. I know that you're into Star Wars, so maybe something for you to try. We could try together. Haven't tried it yet, but just if, make sure you have a night free. Yeah, <laughs> update it. <laughs> well, know? right now I can't do anything with my phone, so it'll have to be who knows when at this point. You'd probably. Well, actually, now might be the time to do it because you get so frustrated, you could just smash it again, and it wouldn't matter. It's <laughs> true. <laughs> so uh, also, and I, I mentioned this last week, but I also completed my 10-hour trial of it. Uh, Rory McIlroy PGA Tour. That, that game is actually pretty fun. It, it got like a six on or six point five on IGN, so it's kind of low. Yeah. I liked it though. I mean, there's not very many courses, and there's the customization for your golfer barely exists. But this is just in the trial mode, of course, right? Well, that that's that in the, the game. game. That's the full oh, game. Because okay. in the trial mode, it's EA Access. Oh, so it is so a, it's the full game just for well, ten hours. I heard that. I heard that it's not. I heard that Madden was going to only be stripped down for the EA Access. The but that's their thing. They always say, full game for Early access. access to gameplay, but that I don't know if it's a rumor or not. I've never actually used the EA Access. Early? For, a, for an early, yeah, for a preview. Um, but that's... Because when I played Madden before, yeah. the reason why I bought Madden 15 is because I played it on EA Access before. And it was, and it was full. Game. It was complete. Could you access every mm-hmm. feature like online as well? The only time I've run into anything being locked out in the trial mode was Battlefield Hardline. Okay. Like you could only progress so far in the story, and then sure. it stopped you. Like the first two missions maybe. And then it was like only online multiplayer at that yeah. point. Well, if that's the full game for that uh, Rory McIlroy, then that's uh, a little disappointing. A little bit. The courses, some of them were pretty ridiculous and kind of cool, but, uh, but it was fun. Is what we care yeah, about, right? uh, yeah, and it was fun. Um, and I was actually like enjoying myself. I got on the party with a few people, and we were just having fun playing golf. Yeah. It's been a long time since I played a golf game. Do you know why it got such a low score? Is it because because of the, of the lack? Yeah, okay. because I guess in previous versions, and I haven't played you know golf forever. Uh, in previous versions, it had more customization for your person or okay. your player uh, and for different maps that are available to play, different courses. Yeah. So I think it's just... Does it have PvP? It is, yeah. 
wow, I might have to get into golf. It's it's actually pretty fun, like especially when you're playing with people. I was uh, you can probably look at my Twitch feed, uh, twitch.tv slash Spider Jedi. Yeah. And it's probably on my past broadcasts. You can probably see me nice. playing with three other guys, just like you know, going through the courses. Nice. It's fun. I saw you liked my video on Xbox One as well. My, yeah. My Bolzer beater. Mm-hmm. Did you watch it? Uh huh. It's pretty cool, wasn't it? <laughs> Love it. Did you, and I was gonna because I, I was twitching. Too. Yeah. Because I was twitching, I couldn't record this. But at one of my highlights from my Madden broadcast last night. Yeah. You should watch it. It's. Todd Gurley just makes this ridiculous run. Like, four people try to stop him. He just touched down from 20 yards out at awesome. least. It was great. So, you know what we need to do is we need to play a game of Madden when it comes out. Bears, oh, yeah. Bears Definitely. versus Rams. Yes. And we need to record it. Bears will win. Because well, the Rams just... The Rams have a great D, but their offense, I don't know if they're, they'll compete. So, Bears will get all the way down into the red zone and then I'll throw a pick with Jay Cutler. <laughs> is that what's going to happen? Probably. Well, I forget you have Jay Cutler, so RD might actually uh, overpower I'll, I'll him. you. He won't get mad at me in the game. <laughs> He'll be on the side in the, right. on the bike. Uh, so in addition to that, I had my nieces and nephews open uh, over recently, and I actually got a lot of Wii U game time in. Like you said, I love when family comes over and it gives you a reason to play the yeah, Wii again, right? exactly. I can't sit there and do it by yourself, but when everybody's over, it's like the most fun thing in the world. Exactly. So, like, I didn't play Smash Brothers because they were younger and stuff, but we sure. played Mario Kart. Too violent? Not violent, just I don't think they would understand how, sure. to, how to do it. Mario Kart's easy, Classic. simple. Yeah. So we played Mario Kart 8 and uh, uh, Mario 3DS. No, Super Mario 3D World, I think is what it's called. Okay. And then, which reminded me a lot of uh, the N64 Mario game. Okay. Because it's kind of that perspective and sure. things. So, good thing to do, right? Yeah. N64 Mario is great. Um, and then my niece played, I didn't play it, uh, Treasure Tracker, Toad's okay. Quest or whatever. I haven't played that. Yeah, so. I play like two games on Wii and it's only, like I said, when Smash play. Brothers maybe? Smash Brothers and Mario Kart. Yeah, that's it. those are the classics. Those are the staples, really, yeah, when you think about that's it. That's the only, those are the only two reasons why I got a Wii. Legit. Yeah. Well, the, the main reason why I got a Wii was Smash Brothers, but then I also got Mario Kart right away because yeah. it was. And the sports games, the games are occasionally fun, right? I haven't played a sports game. Like, on the Wii? Not on the Wii U. No, like on the Wii, it had like those little nunchuck oh, and stuff. Oh, on the Wii U, okay. Yeah, on Wii U, I haven't. Didn't yeah. they have the Connect Adventures? That was for Xbox. Connect, right? <laughs> I'm sure they had some version of that. They had like Nintendo Land, which is kind oh, of similar yeah. probably. Oh, awful. Um, and I have that, but I, I can't remember that game. I mean, it was not memorable. I think that's really when the Wii got kind of lost for me when Xbox came out with the Kinect, and then I had more fun playing the Kinect Sports and the Kinect Adventures than I did. Mm -hmm. the, the original Kinect was actually pretty fun. Yeah. Like especially when you played those Kinect games, like the sports they had for there, the soccer and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, they had multiple games. There was like the baseball season one, season two. Yeah, and they had lots of different games. Mm -hmm. Sword fighting. Oh my god! I don't remember that one. That was the best. <laughs> Uh, well, so that's that's about it for being entertained by, except for our discussion point. Are you ready to get into, are you ready to dig up the past? I'm so ready. You have no idea. Indiana Jones. Indiana freaking Jones. <laughs> so this, I think it's been kind of tried to be renamed, remarketed Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark, but we're not going to refer to it as that. I'm just going to call it Raiders of the Lost Ark because that's literally what it is. Yep. Uh, I watched I watched the Blu-ray 
uh, that is like the remastered, restored version, okay. Blu-ray. What did you watch? I watched just regular DVD version. Okay, but it was a later it was a later DVD release when it was marketed as Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Okay, so yeah, this one in the title card. Do you remember on your release? Did it have Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark, or was it just Raiders of the Lost Ark at the beginning? Because mine was just Raiders of the Lost Ark. I I don't remember to be honest with you. Okay, but. I probably had an older release than you, so it would. If yours was Raiders of the Lost Ark, I would have no reason to suspect mine would be different. Yeah, well, I would hope so because uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark is a classic movie. Yeah. Huh. It came out, so there was Star Wars in '77, mm-hmm. and then was this '79 or '80? This is '81. '81. Raiders okay. of the Lost Ark, and it was actually after. I don't remember the exact release date. For Empire Strikes Back, that was in '80. But it, I believe it was yeah, right after Empire Strikes Back, which contributed to Harrison Ford being cast for this role, because George Lucas didn't want to keep casting Harrison Ford <laughs> as his like he he made a reference like Martin Scorsese as his like Bobby De Niro. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to keep casting him over and over again. Well, now Scorsese always casts Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, so. <laughs> Well, George Lucas just didn't want to be like right. Mark he didn't want to have that right. right. So it was actually I was going through and like looking at some of the other people. Have you ever like looked through who they actually considered to play Indiana Jones? Oh yeah, I've looked. Uh, the one that always sticks out is um, the guy that played uh, on the the TV show uh, Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck, yeah, he was actually offered the role and he turned it down because he was doing Magnum PI at mm-hmm. the time. But, I mean, some of these other ones, Jeff Bridges turned down the role, and they considered people like Jack Nicholson, Steve Martin, Chevy Chase. Can't see it. I can't, yeah. I, I don't believe that the franchise would have had as much success as it did if it was somebody like that. Right. One Wait, of those. I'm look, not saying that any others couldn't have done a good job, but... Look what Harrison Ford brought to the role, right? He embodied Indiana Jones because that was his his first big big role. Han Solo was a big role, but this he's the title character. Yeah, this is his. Yeah. This is his show, so he really brings it for this movie. Like the opening scene with him, you know, raiding that uh, that temple. Do you to know get how the... many times I've seen that in like live action, uh, like at Disney World, and uh, that oh, probably scene a ton of times, a million times. Uh-huh. And it, it never gets old. It never gets old, and it doesn't compare to watching it in the actual movie, watching Harrison Ford do it. It's mm-hmm. still the best. So, watching it this time, maybe in previous times, when you watch this first opening scene, before they even get into the temple, you know, when he cracks the whip and takes the gun yeah. from that guy? Right. Did you understand that that guy and Alfred Molina's character were conspiring against Indiana Jones at that point to kill him anyway? Um, because I had seen the movie before... Yes. Right. I would not have picked up on it. No. It was, it was subtle storytelling, but it works really well. Yeah. And I, I just love it because he, you open up with Indiana Jones. Obviously, this is a new character to the audience. Right. They don't know who Indiana and Jones is. And they take their time showing his face and who yeah, it is. Yeah, it takes for... That? Yeah, it wasn't until he cracks the whip and then the gun falls down. Then you see you know, Harrison Ford slowly kind of mm-hmm. stepping up. And if George Lucas got his way and he cast someone that was... Not as well known at the time. I don't believe it would have had the same impact of introducing Indiana Jones. Because if you're introducing a nobody, you know what I mean? Harrison mm-hmm. Ford, while he wasn't as big as he is now, he wasn't a nobody, right? People loved Star Wars, and he was in Star Wars, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it was just, he brought a lot 
to the table, like you said, and just wouldn't have gone down any other way. Well, you look at the way he portrayed him throughout this movie. He's He's got this playful demeanor. He's got this little smile. He's got these little cracks, these little... But he's also serious. Yeah. I mean, he's really well done. I mean, I'm going to just go ahead and say it now that this movie is one of my favorite movies. I mean, I've seen it in... Of all time. Yeah, of, of all time. Easily. It's, in my, it's easily in my top ten, for sure. I don't know if it's in my top five. Possibly. I've never really gone through and done the top, you know, number one movie, this, that, that. I'd be interested to see how you rank after we go through the other ones. I know one of them is... Yeah, it's going to be interesting. <laughs> so if this one's in your top ten is what I'm saying. Right, yeah, this one definitely is. And uh, as we go forward in the series, there's another one that it might even equal or possibly surpass this. But it's it's one of those things where this movie is, and I was talking to my wife last night when I watched it, and I was like, this is just one of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm engrossed in the movie. Yeah. I've seen I know the story. Yep. But I'm just, I don't, when I was a kid, this movie, like, inspired me to go outside and kind of be adventurous, you know? Right, exactly. I wanted to be Indiana Jones. And I think that was the goal when George Lucas, you know, when they sat down and they conceptualized this movie, right? They wanted it to be like a James Bond movie, mm-hmm. but without all the gadgets. You don't have to be a super secret spy. You can just be a normal, just adventure hunter. Mm-hmm. And just go out, think about things, get her done. Right. And that's what was cool. He was just a normal guy. Professor. I mean, obviously he's a professor. He's smart. He knows a lot about what he's doing. But at the same time, he's just a professor, and then he goes out and he raids. Mm-hmm. He's just it's, it's awesome. Well, he's a professor, and then by the end of the movie, he's fighting Nazis. Yeah, I know. I mean, <laughs> he has no no formal training as far as we know. I mean, he you can look back at the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles, and there's a TV show that's I think it's available on Netflix the entire run, um, and you can kind of see how he gets some of his skills and knowledge as he gets older um and i think he was probably in the in the army at one point so he has some training i'm sure yep but it's just so really well done with the way that harrison acts this movie even the other people in the movie like so alfred Molina is a big actor now but he was only in that opening scene he was the guy that was like toss me the idol you know that guy yeah he plays doc ock in spider-man 2 later yeah. on um then you have the other people in this movie, I can't really think of other movies they've been in, except I think a few of them have popped up in the Star Wars movies later. So, the guy who played Sala, John Rhys Davies. Yeah, and he's a big actor. He's a big actor now. Gimli, Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. obviously. I mean, I didn't make that... I, I knew the name, but it had been so long since I've actually seen him as not Gimli. <laughs> it took a while for me to register that it was him. Mm-hmm. You know, out of all the editing that they did and makeup and stuff like that, but you could hear it in his voice. Mm-hmm. He was a big actor at the time, but outside of that, it's pretty much just Harrison Ford. Right. And I he mean, carried it. Yeah, he carried it. Even the bad guy, the foil, uh, he was actually really well done. You know, yeah. you could believe him. Uh, the Nazis were just like no name, you know, whatever yep. bad guys. Uh, and it, it's kind of funny because you look at Star Wars. Obviously, it was heavily influenced by the Nazis, the the Empire. Right. Um, and here you don't have to make stormtroopers or Darth Vader or anything like that. You just use the historical act, the historical figures that you have at your disposal. Right. And everybody kind of casts them as, oh yeah, they're the bad guy. Now, do you think it was too soon for them to use the Nazis in this movie? I don't think so. Eighty-one, mid forties is when it was all going down. You know, still. Mm-hmm. So it's less than forty years after. I don't. I don't think it was too soon after that, especially. I mean, not for Steven Spielberg 
to direct a movie about it. I mean, for obviously sure. not, but... Yeah, I mean, especially because I think at that time, too, a lot of the movies were war movies. Right. World War Two movies were big, I think, at that time. Yeah. And who were always the bad guys? Who were always the good guys? It was always, like, America versus... Or the, the Axis versus the Allies, you know? Right. So it was kind of a general conscious these are the bad guys type thing. It was the culture of the time. Right. Today, I mean, you don't really... Well, today, you have, just like terrorists, they're always the bad guys. Right. So, like any movie or something like that, that you have the, the terrorist organization, Hydra, right. whatever, it's always going to be the bad guy. You're saying it's influenced by the 9-11 attack starting with then and then... Right, because that's yeah. the culture. That's right. that's what we live now. That's the right. history that we've had. So, I don't think it was too soon in that, in that time frame to do it. It's... Um, well, yeah, interesting. obviously it's a different dynamic now because mm-hmm. after nine eleven, there are movies coming out like just years, right? You know, just a few years after. I mean, if even that. But back then, it was it was much more censored with how everything was handled and what was okay and not okay. And mm-hmm. you can tell by the way that they approached the film with in regards to like sex and uh, violence, blood and gore. There were a few bloody moments. Yeah, there were. And this was a PG movie. Yeah, and. That, well, there wasn't PG-13 at the time, though. But that was, I mean, yeah, that's true, but I mean, that's pushing it for a PG movie nowadays, to see all the blood, mm-hmm. um, you know, sometimes, in, like, in their face when they got shot or something like that. But, like, when they would, you know, get hit or something, you could tell that it was fake. Mm-hmm. Or they'd go behind, you know, something, get smacked with a pot. Right. And then the guy would flop out of the door, uh-huh. you know, things like that. It's just classic Indiana Jones. It's mm-hmm. just stuff that shouldn't change, even though the time period is changing. Right, and that's why you go back and watch it today, right? Yeah. It's it stands the test of time. I don't know if it's because it's set in an earlier era, like it is set in the 1940s. Right. Was it the 40s or 30s? I think it was 40s. Well, actually, I think it was earlier than that. I thought it was like it was like before everything started going down. I can get you an exact. Well, it was the, during the time where Hitler was rising to power, which I think was 1936. in the 36. Yeah, so. I think probably, like, the Last Crusade might be closer to the 41, 42 type of era. Um, But you look at this movie, and you're able to watch it today and still appreciate everything that it did, especially, like, I I said I watched the Blu-ray release. Right. So they cleaned up a lot of the the transfers, and it looks really well done. I mean, it's still, you can tell that there's uh, some some older type of CG type effects in there. The lightning behind him, yeah. Yeah, you had like that the screen kind of stuff. But it doesn't bother me. Like, no. It doesn't bother me it like fits. it does in every other movie because we know what we're watching. Right. And what time period it is. And I'm glad that if this was Lucas's project more than it was Spielberg's project, mm-hmm. we I bet we would have gotten a special edition later on where he took those the scenes where they used the old CG and redid them. I, I bet he would have done that. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Sometimes it's actually hard for me to watch movies that are current that are made today with all the new CGI mm-hmm. but is set in a like a, a long t- you know a very old time period it's yeah. hard to watch sometimes it look it doesn't look realistic i would almost like, uh, want it to look older captain america cuz that's kind of set you know kind the world of, war 2 yeah, era yeah kind of i mean i really liked captain america but like it's kind of the same thing it's it looks too good mm-hmm. for the time period that it's set in. Right. It almost needs to be filmed in a lower res. Like right, that. and that's part of the reason why I think I like this movie a lot, too, is because it was filmed 
on you know the actual film stock. It's yeah. You know, uh, isn't it sad that movies are never going to be made like this again? Well, not true. I hope there I hope are some, there are some directors that are still using film stock. In fact, Star Wars: The Force Awakens is being filmed on film. It's not okay. being filmed digitally. Okay. So you get a lot of the character from the actual. Yeah. And that that's part of the great artistry behind what makes a film. Right. You know, you you can you can take your camera, or whatever, and all, all the special effects and make a movie. Right. Fantastic Four is a movie. <laughs> it is a movie. It. But it's not a film. It doesn't have any much. It doesn't have its own character. Whereas you look at Star Wars, you look at Raiders, Jaws, those have character because of the stock that they were even captured on. It adds another dimension or another layer to it that makes it just th- that much more impressive. But when you compare the two, and you can't compare the two, but I'm going to ask you to compare the two anyway. <laughs> but when you compare Fantastic Four, brand new movie, just came out, had. $122 million or something like that. Something to that effect. All the money in the world, all the special effects, and all these tech tools at their disposal. Doesn't it put it in perspective for you to look at a movie like Indiana Jones? Just a nice story. Basic story, good story, good acting. Can you guess the budget on Indiana Jones? Well, back in the 70s, I mean, you got to adjust for inflation a little bit. Sure. But in 70s dollars, probably 25 to $40 million maybe? $18 million. Yeah? Even with inflation... That doesn't touch 122 million nowadays. Right, and I mean, you look at that, and they—it really—we lost a lot of character from movies these days. We did because mm-hmm. you had crews of people who had to figure out how to do things, like you know the the scene from Indiana Jones at the beginning, or from Raiders when he's uh, going across the the pit yeah. at the very beginning. Yep, it has that scene where it's looking from the bottom of the pit up. Right, and I thought to myself, "It's like, how did they do that back then? Today, it's it's taken for granted. You can shrink that down. You can CG the stuff in the walls and everything. Yep. How do they do it back then? I was, I'm actually kind of curious because I'm, I want to see what they, what effects that they did to make it go. And then you had all the practical explosions and all these other effects, the Which the claymation real, stuff. Real yeah, explosions. They're not CGI explosions. Mm-hmm. Just like the the situation that you men- mentioned about the pit, right? They can't CGI back in those days. So they actually had to find a way to make it look like it, you know, with mm-hmm. a camera trick, or actually get to that vantage point mm-hmm. and shoot that. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what was fun. Yeah. And then you, you also look at, too, like with the snakes, the scenes with like the, that, the big king cobra, that kind of thing that Indiana Jones and I definitely share in common. Oh, me too. I, I, yeah, anyway. Uh, <laughs> so you have like the King Cobra that pops up there and it, like it hits his, I don't think at Jones, but at the girl. At the girl when she falls, yeah. There was a, to capture that, they put a, a clear screen. There were actual snakes there. They put a clear screen in front of the, I think it was probably a double at that point. Was it her? Oh, I don't, I don't know. I'm just shaking <laughs> my head and I don't want this to. <laughs> but they put a clear screen, like a, a piece of glass, so that they could still capture the snake properly. And then go from there. Like, that was a legit snake that they were filming I was going to say, it looked super real. <laughs> yeah. So, and you wouldn't get that today. That would, that would all be CG at this no, point. No, there'd be laws about yeah. putting somebody in danger and stuff like that. But. but, so let's talk about the story in this movie, right? The best Well, ever. so this, this movie actually has some controversy behind it now. Not controversy as in, ooh, what, no, I can't believe they did this. But that... They say that Indiana Jones really doesn't do anything in this movie. If he wasn't in this movie, everything would have happened anyway. Maybe in different timetables. 
it's true from a certain point of view, right? Because the Nazis were looking for the, the Ark. They were in the right location. They were just at the wrong building. And even they said a line during it, well, it's in one of these other tombs. We'll find it eventually. They would have eventually found it. Right. Indy just knew what to do and how to actually read both sides of the medallion. Uh, and then. But the difference is he wouldn't have been there to stop him, though, right? Who wouldn't have been there to stop him? Indy. Well, he didn't stop him. What did he? He didn't stop. They still got the. They got the Ark away from the Nazis right. with the truck. Mm-hmm. And then it gets on the boat. The Nazis take over the boat. Right. The Nazis have the, the Ark again. Then they go to open it. It's, they still would have opened it, no matter what. Because they, they technically got what they wanted. They would have possibly, though. It would have been different because maybe they wouldn't have opened it then. Maybe they wouldn't have just thought about taking it straight to Germany or straight to Berlin and opening it in front of Hitler and everybody else. And maybe everybody would have just died then. But then, And then you have the Ark just mm-hmm. out in the open again. Right, just out chilling. Whereas... It was safely recovered and put away in that, you know, Warehouse 54 vault or whatever you want to call with, it. With top men. Yeah, <laughs> top men. But, I mean, I guess that's true from one perspective. It, it is true from one perspective that he, if you just look at the movie, he doesn't really stop anything. But that's not the point. Yeah, it, I was going to say, is the point for him to be the hero of the movie or is the point of him just to... This is just the main character, and we're going on a journey with this character. We're going on a journey with this character. We're going on an adventure. That's the point of this movie. The point of this movie isn't to be Captain America. I don't don't know why I'm using Captain America, but to use that and stop the Nazis from... Maybe that's why. Stop the Nazis from doing this thing. Maybe that's why it wasn't marketed as Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Because immediately when you put his name in there... You're putting a you're putting a title, like well, a heroic title on it. Right. It's just marketed as Raiders of the Lost Ark. And who were the Raiders of the Lost Ark? Really, when you think about it, it was the Nazis. Right. So Jones goes in there on this journey. I mean, he could have blown them all up. Like with the the rocket looking down at that one scene. Yeah. Um he could have. He just didn't, and then because he was curious. He's that's who he is at heart, right? He's he's a historian. Right. So, you know, he kinda his his academic mind kind of took over, but we can understand that. Yeah, the Nazis got what they wanted, but we got to go on the journey through Jones's eyes because right. of it. So, I think that still, no matter what, it's a great story. Oh, definitely. I thought you were going to recommend that they change the title to Indiana Jones and the Nazis. <laughs> no, no. Um, but talking about the CG again, just because we're at like the begin that end of the movie where the the open the arc and all the stuff comes out. Yeah. Um, back then, that was really good. I mean, today, yeah. you can tell that like the there would be better stuff. When they melted? Well, before that, even, like when the, the ghost things were flying around. Oh, yeah. And then they were like, oh, it's beautiful. And then they turned into like, these like nasty creatures. Yeah. Um, and there's, there's still some unsettling moments in this movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not a horror movie, no. it's, it's an adventure movie, but there are some really unsettling things, like when they go into the snake pit and then she goes out of it. After he crashes through the wall, and there's a little skeletons that kind of start mm-hmm. crowding her. That's creepy. Yeah, I mean, and was made even more so by the sound design to add those little like the sound. Yeah, yeah. The sound effects were very good. Yeah, the sound effects were amazing. Oh, and one reason that I really am glad that I got to watch this movie at the beginning, the THX certified thing came yep. up there, and it was just like, ah, oh, this is yep. so good. It's the best. I, I I miss seeing that anymore. You don't see it. Mm-mm. I don't know why. Because it used to be in theaters and everything that you would see it everywhere. I think it was because at the time it was a big deal to have that type of sound 
on a movie and they wanted to brand it. Now it's almost expected that it's there. Right. That's true. I mean, a lot of times you have like the laser precision sound stuff. Like you go to the, the movie theater around here, like you go to the IMAXing and they have this little thing like, ooh, all this stuff yeah. about sound and everything, which it sounds good. It sounds fine. I wouldn't want to go to a theater that has crappy sound. Yeah, or and you know, same thing with the IMAX. You know how they still advertise at the beginning of the movie that you're seeing an IMAX movie? Mm-hmm. You're seeing it in IMAX? Eventually, what if all the movies are filmed in IMAX? Well, they're, they're getting to be that way. They're then, the large form fat kind right. of thing. Then Format, not form fat. Then it's no longer going to be, you know, this movie you're seeing in IMAX. It's just expected. Mm-hmm. And you look at nowadays, if this movie was released in 2017 instead of whatever, or 2015 instead of whatever, uh, 81, this movie would be in 3D and all this other stuff. And I can already tell you I wouldn't like it as much. It, there's no reason for... And that's another thing that we've lost from the from the artistry side of things. They try to make everything with 3D in mind to get the extra premium ticket sales. Back then, they wanted to craft a great story that audiences would enjoy. Mm-hmm. You still see that nowadays sometimes. Like, Mission Impossible, that was a good story audiences would enjoy. They didn't 3D make it. They didn't convert it to 3D. They didn't need to. So what you're saying is movies are now masked by they can overcome a bad story and bad acting because they can mask with really good special effects. Think of the movie Avatar. Okay. Was that a good story? Was that a good movie? Or was it just, is it the number one movie because of all the technical stuff that people wanted to see then pull off? I particularly did not care for the story. <laughs> it didn't have that great of story. It, visually, it was a cool movie. Visually, yes. Visually stunning. Amazing to see it in 3D. That was like the first big movie in 3D, right, mm-hmm. that everybody was talking about. Absolutely. But you lose that now because everybody's trying to be like, oh, this is the next thing with the Avatar. Yeah. But, yeah. They, they wear masks. <laughs> so, there, there's a lot that we could say really about Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm-hmm. It's a fantastic movie. If you've never seen it, <laughs> highly recommend it. How could you not have seen it? People haven't seen Star okay, Wars. And then push the rock up, <laughs> out of the way, and go see Raiders of the Lost Ark. Because it really is. just it, it, When you're watching it, you know that it's an instant classic. Yeah, I mean, it's it's got warmth and character, great acting, and it's just... you could. It's raw acting. Right, and you could tell that the, the actors were having fun. Like, Harrison Ford was having fun in filming it. Yeah. Even though there's they always the story about the Cairo swordsman that scene yeah. about him him getting sick because of the uh, the water there it's, they drank the water and he got sick he had like you know stomach issues yeah he's like can I just shoot him yeah. like it was supposed to be this big old fight and then he just yeah. shot him yeah. classic Hilarious. scene great scene right and that was just you know an accident but it was great and it's enduring to time <laughs> so I think if it was actually if it was an actual fight like he fought the German later on. You don't remember that fight as much as you remember just the Cairo Swordsman scene. Yeah, exactly. So, definitely recommend this movie. If you've not seen Raiders, it's it's excellent. If you've seen no other Indiana Jones movie, I definitely recommend that you see Raiders just for the historical significance of it. Well, I like this movie so much. It's kind of like refueled my Indiana Jones-ness. Oeuvre? Yeah, whatever you want to call it. I'm going to go home to watch, tonight and I'm going to watch Temple of Doom. And well, we'll be discussing that yeah, next week. I am going to watch it again before we discuss <laughs> it, but that's just how excited I am about seeing it again. It's been, it was, a, I hate to say this, it's been like at least 10 years since I've seen this one. The last from time, beginning to end. last time I saw it from beginning to end was, I think it was maybe two or three years ago. 
they converted it to 4K or up wow. it to 4K when they did the Blu-ray release. I think they did yeah. this. And then they also released it in the IMAX. So I went in the local IMAX here and saw it, you know, on the big screen. It was it was just a great experience. I thoroughly enjoyed it. What was the turnout like? It wasn't that big. I mean... Bigger than Fantastic Four? Actually, I think it was, yes. <laughs> but oh I'm just... It's such a great movie. And I don't know if, if it's part nostalgia or what it is, but I always just think back to when I was a kid... I always wanted to put on the, the coat and the hat, find a bullwhip or something, just to yeah. try to be like Indiana Jones because he was exploring. I liked exploring when I was a kid. I wanted to go outside and just act like I was an archaeologist finding stuff. Yeah. And now, go. do we have a skewered view a little bit on this? Because of the nostalgia? Well, yeah, because of the nostalgia, right? Because it's like if you, if you ask a kid nowadays, younger person, that wasn't even alive in the 90s, let's say, you want them to watch this movie. I would want them to watch this movie, yes. Right, but would they enjoy it is my question. Because, you know, there's movies Probably not as much as I do. Like, sometimes when I watch my grandma, she's watching, like, an old movie from the 40s. She's like, this is one of my favorite movies. I'm sitting there watching it, like, how can you enjoy this movie? There's no way. There's nothing going on. I'm literally falling asleep. Mm-hmm. But it's because that reminds her of when she was a kid. Right. And this movie came out before I was even born. I mean, Same I was here. born in 87, this came out in 81, Right. but I, I, I can't remember which I saw first, Jones or Star Wars, honestly. Um, but I definitely saw Star Wars first, but... You, you did? Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Because I, I can't remember, like, one of them, they were probably both about the same time when I watched them. Yeah. Like, VHS, whatever it was, back in the... Good stuff. Yeah. Back in the early 90s. Um, but it was inspirational to my imagination, to say the least. It it's important, I think, that people who haven't seen it watch it because they can understand a legit good story. If you have just watched Fantastic Four and you just want to get your faith restored in filmmaking and movie telling and remind yourself why you like to go to the theater in the first place, yeah. Raiders of the Lost Ark, Star Wars, those are movies that will do it. On a more modern take, Inception, a, a great film. But if you, if, that's that's my that's what I don't understand. That's what I don't know. If you put a younger person, and let's face it, with a shorter attention span, in front of a movie like Raiders of the Lost Ark that has develop, you have to develop, right? It, it, it's a developmental process. You have to understand the character. You have to go through the conversation with the character. Special effects are lacking. Sometimes the undertones in the scenes are lacking, and it's literally just the conversation that you can hear. Can they hold their attention? Even though Fantastic Four is a worse movie, is their attention span so low that they're going to just look at the visuals and just appreciate the movie more? It's hard to, it's hope, hard to say. I hope the answer is no, but... Yeah, I mean, just put it in perspective. Facing reality, like you look at a movie like Avengers and all the stuff happening on the screen, all the colors, the vibrance, and guys flying and this yeah. and that. Obviously, they would probably enjoy that more than this movie because this would probably feel slow to them. But I hardly recommend this movie. One of my favorites. Hardly or highly? Heartily. Heart, heart, heartily. Heartily. With all your heart, you recommend yes. this movie. Heartily recommend this movie. Highly recommend this movie. Uh, and yes. I, I do appreciate that we have the ability to go back and that it has been really carefully restored so yeah. it can preserve uh, the vision of Absolutely. the direction. So, as mentioned, next week, 
Temple of Doom. Yes, come on, viewers, get in on this Indiana Jones kick we're on and start watching it with us. Yeah, I mean, what what better movies to watch in summer? Anyway, I know summer's kind of winding down. Some of those kids are starting to go back to school now, but... Which is perfect. That way, all the temples that we can explore are clear, <laughs> right? That's right. So... I'm looking forward to kind of going through this journey and re-watching these movies. Temple of Doom is probably my uh, one that I've watched the least of the originals. I would agree with that, yeah. So I want to go back and re-watch it and just with a fresh mind now to be able to see what they were trying to accomplish and do. Um, but we'll be discussing that next week. Looking forward to it, honestly. Yes. So as I mentioned last week, if you want a chance to check out uh, one of the codes that I'll be giving away, I don't know what code yet, but I have a few. Uh, leave a review or follow us on Twitter um, and we will get you in the running for that code. And a question for listeners, and I think, Alex, you've already answered this actually. I can't remember which I saw first, but what did you see first, dear listener? Did you first see Star Wars or did you first see Indiana Jones? Send us a tweet. Send us an email. Let us know. Tell us your story. Like, if you have a story like we... like. We loved this movie growing up, and it influenced our own imaginations. If you have any cool stories, I'd love to hear them. And if you want me, I can share them on the on the show. And I wonder what type of impact it has on what the viewers, depending on which they saw first, how they pictured Harrison Ford. Right? Mm-hmm. Because if I, I, when he turned around at the very beginning, I'm like, Han Solo. Exactly. There he is. But if you haven't seen it before, that's a nobody to you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I would just be curious to see what, what a viewer that doesn't know Harrison Ford thought of the way he portrayed Dr. Jones. Yeah. Let me ask you a question, too. If you were to have a child, let's say you have a boy, right? Okay. What would you show him first? Star Wars or Nina Jones? Star Wars. Would it be? Yeah. Because I think it would make him appreciate Harrison Ford a little bit more. I can see that. I would probably... I I saw Star Wars first. First, I appreciated Harrison... I don't know if I would appreciate him less. Would you... So let me show you, ask you this then. If, if you show them Star Wars first, which I think I would agree, Star Wars first, yeah. would you then show them the order of release, like Star Wars, Empire, Indiana Jones, then Jedi? Or would you just go like one series and then the next series? I would probably show them the originals first, just because I'd want them to go through the same process that I went through, finding everything out. And I mean, even though the, the prequels, we know where they're going to end up, but I don't know. It... Star Wars is the most hype for a, a film franchise, right? Mm-hmm. It didn't matter that it was out of order for anybody else. So yeah. it shouldn't matter for anybody else. Very interesting. So you can follow us on Twitter, at EntertainingPod. You can send us an email, that's entertaining at gmail.com. Uh, after this month, I'm not going to bring this part up, but... You can review us on iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Oh, man. I'm not going to be mentioning that after this month because this is review month. My hashtag review month. Boy, I'm not going to pick it up a notch then. (laughs) So you can uh, uh, shoot us a review uh, at one of those places. And again, after August, I'm not going to be bringing that up anymore because if you want to review us, review us, whatever. I've been reviewing podcasts I listened to this month. Mm -hmm. iTunes makes it difficult. Like, if you don't use an Apple product like if you don't use itunes i don't know how hard it is on these other things to review but i don't know yeah click a star button or whatever it is if it's if it's simple do it if it's not don't worry just listen send us some feedback on twitter or something Mm -hmm. uh we just want to hear what you think absolutely 
And I am on Twitter at SithNightmare, S-I-T-H-K-N-I-G-H-T-M-A-R-E. And I think you can tell by the name that I might like Star Wars a little bit better than Indiana Jones. But who knows? Time will tell. And Alex? Uh, I also have a Twitter account. Um, I don't know if I'm going to say that I'm on Twitter, but I have a Twitter account. Hey, I tweeted you last night. And, you, and I and saw you, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. But my Twitter handle is at D-O-U-E-1-H-1. And you can also be found on Xbox Live at the same handle, and I can be found at Spider Jedi on Xbox Live. Because you ever think about I like making them the same? I want to. There's someone squatting on Spider Jedi. Mm. On, on twi- uh, Twitter? On Twitch. Twitter. Or yes. XBL. Twitter. You have it on XBL. Yeah. What about Sith Nightmare on XBL? I had that actually a long time ago. Oh. But everything else is Spider Jedi to me. Okay. So I would rather it be Spider Jedi than Sith Nightmare. Spider Jedi it is. <laughs> so if you ever see a tweet from Spider Jedi, it could be me. Who knows? But until you know the then. the guy. So give it up, man. I've, I've tried. Um, but I'm not going to push it. Sith Nightmare is fine. I like it just as the way it is. So we hope that you have enjoyed listening to our discussion of Raiders of the Lost Ark this week. And I really hope that you've seen Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, yes. <laughs> but... For this week, that'll do it. We hope that you have been entertained.